Hey, it's Ryan with Fantosi Files Podcast. I think this is episode 20. I don't know. I've lost track of how many of these I've done. As I told you guys, I don't really remember every state that I've lived in or what year I've lived in it. So we are chatting uh, with a band today called Catastrophic Heroes. There is no E in the heroes. And it's another band during my time in Wausau. Uh, got to know them really well. So Brandon is on today. Brandon, you are the drummer. Cole, you do the vocals. Jared, I believe I've met you maybe once. And if I haven't, it's good to see you. It's nice to meet you. Uh, bassist, and then Morgan is on guitar, and I know I've met Morgan before. And it's it's been about you know four or five months I've been in Wausau and uh, got to know you guys pretty well when I when I was was living there. So how's everybody doing? You guys are all cuddled up. I love it. Band band yeah. band bonding yeah, right there. It's all it's all good. Yeah, we're we're a tight knit family. Oh yeah. I'll call on um, Morgan's all day, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I use the word family, they, like, live in over here, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Come on the bus and see them. Yeah. I think it is the first time I have talked to a band where they have all been sitting on the same bed. So, take that for what you will. Don't, like, wash your hands. Don't, like, anything. Don't wash your hands. Don't wash your hands. I, I, I was going to say something else, but then I... Wash your hands, please. <laughs> yeah, we went through a couple of years where everybody had to relearn how to wash their hands. Let's keep washing them so, you know, we, we continue staying healthy and everything else. That's yeah. It's always good. So, Catastrophic Heroes, a little bit of backstory, my relationship with you guys. You had come in for an interview in, like, uh, I think December of, of 2019, I believe. That was before everything yeah. shut down. Yeah. Said, hey, we're going to get you guys on our metal show here in, like, a week and a half. I go back to Ohio get texts, hey, were we playing tonight? Oh, shit. I completely forgot to schedule this band. Uh, but yet, <laughs> you guys were okay with me anyway. We, you Maybe you yep. had cursed me out at that point, which I would have understood. But, you know, we had singles like Consuming Darkness that we had played. Um, so if anybody's wondering, the show was Scary Terry Saturday Nightmare uh, when 94.7 in, in Wausau was still a thing. And it's been almost three years of, of getting to know you guys now. And You've got an EP out. You've got the fifth floor out, the latest album. So chat with me about the album. I know it was out a few months ago. Just chat with me about the album and, and what it was like recording that record. So, <laughs> let me stop you right there, Ryan. Uh, uh, so we were in an awkward situation where we had issues with the prior you know, labels and such. And so we unfortunately had to, like, delay the electronic release of the record uh we do we have been selling uh cds though for, okay for the shows and whatnot um so like to touch on that when we went into the studio to do the fifth floor um we were with a record label um meanwhile we were with this record label we decided to sign with a management group that could do like our booking mm -hmm. um pretty much they literally told us the only thing we have to do is play shows record and that's your job like we'll take care of everything else but so there was a discrepancy between the label and us and our manager so basically what would happen was the label would not communicate with our manager but only would communicate with us our manager's like well hey here's the deal this album's supposed to drop, you know, Friday on Memorial Day weekend. I want to know what they're going to do for PR, like, trying to build this up. And they were like, nope, we're not going to talk to your manager. We, so basically, we told them, like, well, here's the deal. It's kind of breach of contract. If you don't communicate, like, we're going to be forced to go somewhere else. 
and then they were like, okay, well, we're halting the digital release. We're only giving you the physical copies and you owe us such money. So then we're like, great. So we kind of got fucked in the long and short of it. But our management group has now since been kind of working it where we can now maybe get with a different label and okay. do an actual digital release and it's going to be released. The spiraling is still a thing. I think um, My Own Fate is still on YouTube. Yeah, My Own Fate's on YouTube. Is, uh, is the Commandments one even on YouTube? Commandments still? get removed. Okay. But spiraling you can get on every downloadable platform. So that's the one single that we released and mm-hmm. has stayed. So... So you guys have any idea when when it's going to be released digitally, or is it all you'll find? You, pretty much everybody will find out when you guys find out. Pretty much, yeah. we're, we're uh, not sure when we can. We're still trying to wait for uh, label backing and whatnot. And yeah, I don't know, we're we're all itching so much. Like <laughs> me, for, like yeah, I think for all of us, where it's like, oh, just wide release. Well, look, we have our family met and fans messaging us like, hey. When are you guys gonna drop the album? It's like I, I can't, we can't give you an answer. And like it sucks. we did a radio show, we hyped it up. Everybody was like, "Oh fuck yeah. yeah!" All of a sudden, we're getting messages like, "Dude, where's your, where's your album?" Like I've been waiting all day. It hasn't come out yet. We're like, "Oh fuck." So well, it's weird because we play all those songs live though. Yeah. yeah. And then people are like, "Well, where can we listen to it?" I'm like, well, unless you buy a CD, you're fucked. You know, maybe you guys will, will will force people to buy physical copies again. You know, this it this is it's like we're in the 1990s, early 2000s right now, where there is no digital unless you you know download from Napster or LimeWire or wherever you got your illegally downloaded music from, and people had to go with the physical copies. So, is it is it? I don't want to say it's cool because obviously you want your music released so everybody can hear it, but like, is there a certain you know, I don't know, maybe a pride factor that, hey, you can get it physically and people are buying it physically? Is it, is there at least a, a glass half full outlook of something like that? Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty cool. Like, people are so interested in buying CDs and mm-hmm. stuff like that from, you know, our shows. I mean, I think it's kind of cool. There's, like, an exclusivity to it. Like, this is yeah. the only way we can listen to this, and you can only hear it if you go to a show. Yeah. Like, so... It's kind of cool in a way, but still the exposure would be really nice. Even the people, like, I CD on normal. Yeah. You know, nobody's cars have a CD player anymore, but they still do it because they enjoy the music. I mean, mm-hmm. even if you were to buy a CD, rip it to your computer, I think, on your phone or tablet or whatever, then you at least have it. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. I think people that forget can... that you can still rip it to your laptop. Like, I specifically, when I specifically bought my laptop that we're recording on right now, I made sure it had a CD drive on it. Because I'm like, at some point, I'm going to get a vehicle that will not have a CD player in it. And I want the music that I buy physically to at least be able to listen to it somewhere. Sure. Right, right. I wish I would have done the same. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, hopefully we'll get this album out soon. When it comes to the the recording of that album and everything else, obviously you guys had Use It's Prescribed EP that came out. I believe it was you guys had that out, what, early 2020? Somewhere around there. Did you at least did you at least find that it was maybe a little bit more familiar of recording? You know, your next record was it was it a little bit easier or kind of what was the experience like overall? Doing it the second time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, or was it total a shit show? Yeah, definitely more experience and it helped working with uh, Seeger. He, he was uh, one of the producers that helped us create the new record. It was Phoenix awesome. Records. Yeah, Phoenix Studios. 
recording. Well, yeah, and I think he helped cap- capture our authentic sound just yeah. because he's, he's incredibly um, brilliant when it comes to recording and how how to achieve a certain sound that we strive for. And so, yeah, I know it's not out for digital release, but you kind of can get the feel of um, the recording through spiraling because it's just so it's so clean and, and authentic to us. And, I mean, Seeger is a well-renowned producer, so, like, even if you were to look him up, you'd see all the acts he deals with. But not only that, but he goes, what do you guys want? We tell him what we want, and he makes it organic as fuck. So, like, there's no triggers. It's all raw drums. So, like, you're getting, when you hear a snare, you're getting a snare. You're not getting a trigger. When you hear the double kicks, you're getting double kicks, not a trigger. You know, Morgan and Jared, when they went in, it was... What are those called? Not dogs, but... Um, they're amp simulators. Um, so, like, we don't use amps or cabs when we're on stage. We all use processors. Mm-hmm. So, when they were recording, it just plugged in, and we had the sound that was on the processor, boom. So, it's literally what you hear on the album you're going to hear live. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. I'm always a big fan of, hey, when I hear a recording whatever if i hear it live i like you know having that same sound obviously some stuff changes and that's the you know the awesomeness of seeing bands live but whenever you can hear what a band records and then do it live as well you know it's always great that you you know you have that experience so um where'd you guys record the latest album did you guys go to nashville i can't i'm trying to remember where you guys went yeah it was like right outside nashville nashville okay. i think right the hell is that it's called mount julia no, no we stayed in mount julia we recorded in Hermitage, Hermitage, Tennessee. Okay. And that's right where Phoenix Studios is. Do you think that's where you guys will want to go the next time you record? Or is it, you know, do you want to do something different? Or I guess, you know, when you guys decide you want to work on some music, record some new stuff, is, are you guys going to want to go back there or maybe try something different? If a future label allows it, I think pretty unanimously we would all love to hang out and record with Seeger again. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the person that he is, because even though his job is to produce and record, He's still, he's a human, he's down to earth, like, we kicked it, we hung out, I think. Well, yeah, we, we snuck him and the assistant producer into our hotel room for free breakfast. <laughs> yeah, we went out to eat. It's just, it's fun, fun shit. Yeah. yeah, he's just a cool dude above all, and it's just super easy to work with him and be honest. Like, it's not, it's not intimidating to say, like... I want this to sound differently. Like, like he's just and, right. Yeah, he's, he's also a perfectionist. Which, oh yeah, he gets it. He wants exactly what we want, and I think that's what makes our relationship so um, fantastic. And even then, like, you'll put in like your two cents. Oh hey, let's. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's sound better this way. So you'll do the same thing. You know, he'll sit there and say, "Oh, instead of doing this, let's try this once." And you know, quite. There's a lot of happy accidents that came about oh. just because of his intuition and his experience. Like with the, there's the, there's just some like harmonics and stuff that we ended up keeping in spiraling because it's super aggressive and awesome. Some call outs. Oh yeah. We, we bullied Cole into a lot of uh, lyrical things, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. But it ultimately it made the, especially bleed through. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty stubborn in my ways. I'm kind of, I'd say to work with. You convinced me to try out couple I was like hesitant about at first, and just like yeah, we just you come a long way, especially with uh, with that. Like you're still like hesitant to try stuff, but you spiraling. You're just like no, no way, no way, and we had to like work on it. But now it's just like we should try this. And you're like all right, like you're not happy about it, but ultimately yeah. you uh, you want what we want. 
a severe case of demolitis, which means you want it to sound the demo way. So like a demo is what it is before you go and record it. Mm-hmm. So then what happens when you get your, when the two cents come in, you change yeah. it, then you're like, oh, fuck, I'm glad we did that. And, yeah, you know, and it's all on what I have in my mind, yeah. like trying to get it out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when it's like in change, it's like, oh, shit, no, it, I don't know. It, it's not, yeah, it was a fun process, though. I mean, it, I've had my uh, troubling times vocally because I did vocals for uh, 14, hours. 14 hours straight. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, shrugging water. Gallons, gallons is not an exaggeration. No, like, like, that's straight up at least two gallons of water he pounded. Like, 15 minutes of vocals, and he'd chug a, yeah, I don't know, quarter gallon of water, and then he'd be <laughs> back in there. Like... Oh, God, yeah. and that vocal booth is so... Well, it's like, what was unique about the whole situation was when I reached out to Seeger, I said, hey, we have the album we want to do. And he's like, how many tracks? I'm like, it'll be 10 tracks. He's like, okay, how long are you going to be down here? I'm like, five days. He's like, shit. Well, <laughs> what's the budget? I told him the budget, and he's like, shit. Um, okay, well, is this what we're going to... So what was basically happening was is my drums were getting done day one, two, and three. Once my drums were done, Morgan was working with Joseph, which is like his, was an apprentice, but like now is his partner. Excuse me. Yeah, Jared was working with Seeger. Morgan and Cole were working with Joseph. So like there was two producers doing double the fucking work, trying to knock it out all down. It was, it was actually really unique how it all happened. I don't want to say, Mark, what you play guitar for, like, almost 48 hours? I, well, easy, well, yeah, I think I tracked for two days straight. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I had my a hand in a little bit of the bass track, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I did drums of, like... 20, you did drums, like... 20 hours. Like, it was, it was impressive. Yeah. I did 20 hours. Well, I did... We got to Nash, so... We woke up, we got to the studio, what, 10 o'clock? I tracked mm-hmm. from... A le- or, well, we just did scratches for yeah. uh, uh, the better part of the... Yeah. And we started recording barely, yeah. maybe a song or two. So I started playing drums at 11. We went back to the hotel at midnight. So I played drums from 11 to 11, 12 hours straight, woke up and tracked all my songs mm-hmm. the next day. So that third day was a complete open day. So therefore we could get done with vocals or guitar or bass. Or So you guys pretty much got great workouts in every single day. Outside of outside oh, yeah. of Cole, who's probably like, Jesus Christ, I just want to breathe and just not talk. Well, that much. <laughs> the vocals are the last thing we tracked. So oh, yeah. for the first, like, essentially four days, Cole did nothing. Yeah. Which is I just pretty sat there, put in my two cents for whatever. It came down to crunch time on vocals. So I had to pound through it because we had, like, a day left, I think. Yeah, we had one day left. And we had, like, I don't know, maybe two songs to track on bass. Yeah. And then all oh. the vocals. Which was, yeah, that was a that was a headache. We worked our asses off. Oh yeah, no. that's awesome. Well, hopefully that record gets out soon. If if you are in the the central Wisconsin area, if you play, if you're going anywhere where the guys are playing, make sure you pick up a physical copy. What does the rest of the year kind of look like for you guys? It, it's weird. We're in the final third of 2022. Obviously, you know the music being released is on hold right now. But what can uh, people expect with you guys with shows? And are you still are like are you working on morning music? You know, right now, or are you always kind of writing, but uh, first and foremost, kind of what does shows look like for you guys for the rest of the year? So we, I think we've always kept on writing, at least. I know Morgan and I have been uh, on and off, at least from writing for the new record, just because after, like, we got out of the studio, first, 
I know that going into the studio, each individual member of us, we've had our own arsenal of I think Morgan's probably got six or seven songs underneath his belt. I have about another six or seven songs. As far as recording? Like, no, like what? Like writing? Writing. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, we all have bits and pieces that we all have ready. We just have to mm-hmm. lab and come together and write the shit. When you don't have the physical, or when you have physical copies, but you don't have the downloadable content out there, and there's places like Nova Scotia, Canada, that have told us they wanted us there and you got people you know on the east coast and shit and like we're trying to work on tours but like in order to do that we gotta be with the label right now it's it's almost especially the agenda right now with management is like almost exclusively getting a label and mm-hmm. any shows we can play where scouts are available she's trying to put us on those too so it's almost like exclusively that's where 100 percent of our time and resources are going towards right now I was just going to say, you know, we do do periodic shows here and there, more or less in the Wisconsin area. Um, we just kind of haven't really been reaching out much. You know, we were going to do a tour. We we're going to go overseas and do a tour. And then, you know, the whole label shit fell through. So, like, right now it's like, oh, someone wants to come play, wants us to come play a show. Sure, you know, but, like, that's, again, pretty much exclusively only found on Facebook or Instagram. And now on TikTok, right? Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> we just need to yeah. be ready for anything that Denise, our manager, wants to point us at. So mm-hmm. Hopefully get stuff for you guys. And again, if you're in central Wisconsin, there's only like six or seven places that love having local bands and uh, you know regional bands and stuff in there. There's a lot of good places. You know, in Wausau, um, seen you guys play at several of them. You guys did a show when 94.7 was the thing. You guys are one of the five bands that... Uh, we head out for our Welcome Back Local show when we weren't going to get yelled at for doing shows again and trying to get all that going. But with you guys, you know, being a, a Wausau band, you know, obviously you've got, you guys know, you know, Purging Paradise, 20 Watt Tombstone with with Tom and and, and them. So the the local scene for you guys, you know, what, what makes the central Wisconsin scene, you know, special? Because there is a lot of great support there. There's you know, a lot of camaraderie, people come out and see each other's shows. So for you guys, what do you love about the central Wisconsin scene and, and what makes it so special? So I guess, like you said, you know, everybody, we go out, we see each other to shows and stuff, you know, like that Coraline show, that was awesome. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like a bunch of buddies playing together and stuff. So it's like stuff like that, you know, it's just a lot of fun. Well, I can, um, the Welcome Back Local show was my first show where I actually met some of the other local bands. And immediately, it was just like, it was like I found my place. It was certain, like that camaraderie I've been searching for. It was it was all there. Everybody has like interests, you know, everybody's musically inclined. You can talk nerdy shit and not be alienated by people, you know. it's I'd say above all, just the support and the camaraderie that's local is, it's amazing. Plus, everybody gets fucking rowdy. So, like, it's just when you play it, lost the show and you have your homies like you know unbroken purging paradise cash 20 watt tombstone it doesn't matter if we're playing on stage or we're off stage we're fucking going hard and it's that that is everybody that we've ever played with especially in the central wisconsin area we play with people out of madison and they're like y'all are fucking crazy <laughs> that's just that's how that's how we roll them mm-hmm. uh, speaking of crazy how about that fucking hotel room in tennessee 
about getting us arrested? Do you want a story? Yeah, I was gonna say, you like, yeah, let's let's let's. You guys are dealing with a lot of bullshit with your label. Let's hear a fun story of the recording sessions in a hotel room. Let's let's hear this. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll start this. So here's the deal: was still working working on automatic doors, and I only had like limited PTO to use. So I sat there and I was like, guys, I'm gonna fly out because I have to leave early, okay? And they're like, yeah, no problem. So like, come, I was gonna fly out Sunday because you know they were leaving Saturday. They'd get there Saturday night, so therefore I could get there Sunday morning. They'd pick me up and we go to the store Friday night. You would do an ice storm. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh fuck, like I'm supposed to leave Sunday. All flights Sunday leaving from Chicago are canceled. So I'm fucked. So I'm sitting here and I'm, they're like, just ride down with us. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'll just ride down with you guys. I'll fly home Wednesday. Not a big deal. So I'm already like pissed off. We get to Nashville and I was like, okay, let's go out to eat. Just chill. Like tomorrow we got a busy ass day. Oh yeah, no problem. No problem. No problem. No problem. So we get to the Hard Rock Cafe. Do you know how many fucking Long Island iced teas did you have? No problem. Yeah, three Long Island iced teas. <laughs> I had, like, I think a glass of fucking wine. I know Cole had a glass of wine, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Morgan drank water. So I'm like, okay, cool. We're, we're all fine. So then we get back to the hotel room, and now I love Yingling. So I was like, I'm going to drink oh, yeah. a couple no, of Yingling before that's I go to bed. The wonderful thing about being back in Tennessee, they have Yingling there. Being from Ohio, oh, it's wonderful. But and you guys go ahead. Real, I said to throw that in. No, for real though, like, cause it was, you can't get it here, you know? No. So I said, I'm going to have a couple, but guys like, let's chill. We got a lot of work to do tomorrow. Morgan, the moment, okay. So like we're in this hotel room, we get to this hotel room. It is so fucking new. You can still smell the sawdust. That's how new this hotel room was. Okay. He walks in, in a brand new fucking flat screen LG TV, probably a 60 inch, I, I would assume. Taps the fuck and goes, look at this piece of shit. I'm like, Morgan, yo, like, this hotel room, like, costed us enough, like, let's be good. <laughs> so, so we had a couple drinks with us. All of a sudden, Morgan's like, look yeah. at this fucking alarm clock, and he's grabbing them by the power cord. <laughs> Please don't, like, let's just, we switched from beer to vodka pretty fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, let's go to bed, okay, like, fuck you, we're partying. No, I'm like, I have to track all day tomorrow. No, no, no. So finally, um, like, you know what? I'm going to bed. I'm like, I love you guys. Good night. And the funny thing is, when Brandon says he's going to bed, that means now. Because like, we look over maybe five minutes later, and we're like, you know, like, wake up. No, done. Dead asleep. Like, it, it was amazing. <laughs> but continue. So then I am, because I'm the grandpa of the band, so I'm like, okay, get up a little earlier. You know, make sure everything's prepped and ready to go. I wake up to the alarm clock flipped upside down on said dresser and the fucking power cord's hanging out of it. And I'm like, no, no, no. It was fine. No, I'm like, you're blowing this up. I'm not. That's what it was. <laughs> it was fine. It worked. The black and red, it worked. But the black and red wires were, the pack was off. It's fine. So then I'm like, okay, cool. I still need to track some shit tomorrow. Morgan, you got some work to do tomorrow? He goes, nope. Fuck that. We're drinking. And I'm like, oh. And we ate, like, I, we ate some bullshit just down the road. No, didn't we have, we had cheddars, didn't we? Wasn't didn't Secret Tanks? I thought that was the following night. 
Young kids in the shape.
we fuck it. So uh, everybody's passing out their IDs. So I grab mine. We're all in our regalia. We have our makeup and outfits on, whatever. I, I don't know. I, did, I missed the part when they showed up, but they're, yeah, they, we were definitely trespassing. Oh, it was great. But okay. And the most bullshit part of it was there was one, maybe 12 by 12, no trespassing allowed sign up in the very <laughs> darkest corner of the window. No gates, no fences, no nothing. We just show up and we're like, okay, I guess it's fine. So we were fortunate enough not to uh, not to accrue a fine, but um, at least in the time we were there, three, uh, maybe two or three more squad cars showed up, and another was pulling was, in yeah. as we were leaving. <laughs> there another gate. I'm sorry. It was, it was like it was outrageous. It was honestly like a fucking comedy movie. Like we were there to blow it up or something. Tell about the one cop, Jared. That you guys. See, that's what makes it makes good stories, though. It really does. I mean, you guys go to abandoned school. I mean, how many album covers are out there with, you know, with busted out windows and broken down buildings well, and, every, and everything else out there? It's like, you guys want to be part of that. Or album art. Yeah, right. exactly. So we got one last minute. We had to relocate as uh, our photographer is setting up. Yeah, maybe <laughs> another 10 minutes and we would have started shooting photos. Yeah. Like, we were close. Oh, it was so frustrating. It would have turned out pretty awesome, but we did get some really, really awesome photos that we got back yesterday. Those look terrific. And you guys got a good story out of it, which is nice. So, uh, again, guys, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, I'm starting to lose you guys a little bit, so I want to make sure everybody can follow you guys. Uh, socials, where can everybody follow you guys so they know you know when the new music's coming out, shows, all that good stuff. Where can everybody follow you guys? So we're on pretty much every socials, social media site out there, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter. You have Twitter. Follow us on Twitter under like ch underscore. I think it's a double underscore band. Because uh, we need to wrap the followers on that. But yeah, uh, pretty much every social media site: Catastrophic Heroes, Ch Band, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, we have a website now, so if you like, uh, oh, yeah. if you go to our website, catastrophicheroes.net, and then you can actually subscribe to our mailing list. Awesome. We can actually give you updates 
stream us everywhere you can listen to music and our YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Brandon, Cole, Jared, Morgan, let's get this record out. Let's get it out there so people can hear it. And I appreciate you guys coming on. Oh, thanks.